0: hello 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 guys welcome back to no bs with your favorite people daniela what's up it's 2020 coming to an end how are you feeling
1: Ah! it's the last monday of the year i am feeling well first of all cold i am bundled up again um (laughs) second of all freaking out because we're like the thunder is happening there was hail people were like it's snowing. and i'm like See, y'all know it's ice bitch like it's not the same as snow but okay
0: yeah, it's like um, the, this nah. thunder this lightning i'm waiting for like and if you think about it we had a bunch of fires earlier this year and, and the earthquake like now that you think about it everything that could possibly go bad is happening at this the point. Bible. um the micro oh my world gosh. i'll see you guys never no i'm just kidding um I'm, I'm 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 excited for the year i've been telling i've been saying this like i keep saying this this is my my mindset i'm telling <laughs> you god is gonna flip the script he's gonna flip the switch and life is gonna go back to normal january 1st of 2021 <laughs> i just i have a feeling guys but um other than that i'm super excited uh this past week we had just drama filled episodes of real houses of potomac and Salt lake city and it's drama, just
1: drama drama can you like can
0: you guys hear that rain it's like raining hard but anyways um i think that's it as far as like enough about us you know um let's just get started let's go ahead and start with uh real houses of salt lake city because who these white exactly. ladies they need to get back on their drama shit because they didn't really bring it this episode was it just exactly or, like, no they up?
1: haven't they haven't brought it a couple episodes already um and i feel like they started off really strong i feel like they used all their good material
0: <laughs> exactly
1: But, um, you know, we still have a cast trip after this. We still have a finale, I hope. (laughs) And then they have, they're filming their reunion, I guess, soon. And their husbands are going to be there. So Um, I hope they bring the drama. I mean, I hope they don't, like, end with a (laughs) wah-wah.
0: As of right now, (laughs) the season is kind of wonky. It's like, bring us some shade. Bring us some laughs. You guys need
1: to get it together. Table flipping. Bring us some wine throwing. Um, So we start off uh, the episode with Park City Fashion Week, and Brooks is obviously going to make his debut. We talked about this last week, and then Meredith um, and Whitney are going to be walking. And um, Meredith is like, you know, it's things like Sundance that these networking opportunities are the best and I just can't see myself living in Ohio other than the fact that it's Ohio and I was like bitch everybody in Ohio is like offended right now (laughs) Um, so then um, the other ladies and Whitney's husband are in the front row they're ready to watch the girls walk and Mary Mary says that she's happy about Park City Fashion Week because you know She's like a Bradstall, passion. She has a passion for fashion.
0: <laughs> um, oh, God, which is and- questionable. Her fashions are questionable, but I, I digress.
1: I was dying at the fact that she was like, the when they asked her, um, how do you compare Salt Lake City shopping to anywhere else? And she's like, it's the pits. And I was like, oh, um, everybody in Salt Lake City is offended right now. And she's, and she's like, like,
0: wait, should I have said that? Is that too far? And I'm like, <laughs> you've said more horrible things. Who Are you kidding <laughs>
1: She, you called your cousin you said you didn't really know your cousin oh, so God. i think we we know where you're coming from girl so then mary and jen they sit next to each other mary compliments jen and jen's just like jen gave her like a death stare I was they like, just
0: stared looking. at her they're like is this happening
1: i was like heather say something i was like heather say hello is she not your friend did you not have a whole like dinner with her last I week know, so stupid. girl it's because it's a privilege to be jen's friend <laughs> um, <laughs> and so then the the first show starts and that's the one that meredith and whitney they're walking and i was just glad to see that they didn't fucking suck walking down the runway because i was like meredith if you disappoint me right now i will be honest how
0: much they had to walk be walking a straight (laughs) line like that
1: i was like this is i was like park city i know you're not new york fashion week i know you're not los angeles fashion week but like give us a little something. They walked like, <laughs> like
0: six feet and then walked back. It was a mess.
1: And they they did a little turn, like a little circle.
0: Exactly.
1: And then um, it's Brooke's turn and his athleisure collection is making its debut. And Jen gives us a little shade in her confessional. And she's like, does one tracksuit make a collection? And yes, bitch, it does because he's doing Park Seating Fashion Week and you're not. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and- <laughs> At the after party, Brooks FaceTimes, his dad, and I don't know. I found it weird that Seth wasn't really saying congratulations. He was just making jokes. And I was like, okay, your jokes aren't funny right now because your son is sensitive to the fact that you didn't come. So no one's going to be laughing at your jokes. No one's going to think it's funny. And then Meredith says that she feels partially responsible for Seth not being there because she's the one who asked for space. And I don't know about you, but I was like, girl, he could have still been there. And so, giving you space, but so on to the show. Like, it's not your fault, Meredith. Don't worry. Don't yeah, worry. like regardless
0: of what he's feeling towards Meredith or what Meredith is feeling towards him, like you guys have a son, and you should probably be there for such a. I mean, it's a monumental thing. Like, exactly. bitch, i don't have a fashion show. It's something special to him, so I think he could have done a better, like, put in more effort to be there for his son.
1: Exactly, it felt like he was deflecting, and then I don't know when Brooks brought up the fact that he was upset. I don't know, Seth was like. I don't want to talk about this right now over the phone. Send me a handwritten note or a text.
0: He said, can we all just breathe? My anxiety is up right now. And I was like,
1: what? I was like, what? Like, dude, he's up. I was like, said you're not winning any points in my book. So uh, bye-bye. And so then we, uh, we move on. I guess that was the end of Sundance. Even though they made it like such a big thing, I was like, are we not gonna see Sundance anymore? Like you guys, yeah, like it same-
0: they talked about it for like a good a majority of the episode, last episode, and this episode, and it was like a wont-want, like nothing like special. Called
1: Lisa the Queen of Sundance, but what the fuck did I say? Yeah, I didn't where, say
0: where was her parties? Where was the Latinx event? We didn't exactly. see any I was Latinx like, films. Come on now.
1: Where is all this? What is happening? I was like, Yeah, I was like, okay, because then we see Lisa, she's talking with some bender, Meredith. Um, I guess Brooks collection sold out after his show and then Meredith is like oh when are you gonna go back to school and he's kind of like mm, girl when the season ends
0: yeah, he's like well, tell me what are you talking about like it's obvious he has no interest in school he's like wait I gotta exactly. go back like that to he's think.
1: like mom I'm a fashion designer now remember oh god <laughs> so then um we see Mary, which I'll be honest, this was like the only time we saw Mary, yes or no?
0: I'm and telling she's like you, shaving her son. They like she filled in the there. like exactly. they don't really care for her. And I don't know. I'm like, um no, and then they found out she Mary. was a
1: grandpa, she was married to her grandpa, and they were like, <laughs> You need to be here. Um, exactly. <laughs> so then we see Heather and Whitney at Heather's beauty lab, and Whitney's having a facial appointment, and I fucking died when Whitney was like, tell me about your business. How did this get started? And as Heather's telling her about, oh, you know, I started from the bottom up. My husband, we started with like a little investment. And then we went to social media. And she's going on this whole spiel. And Whitney who fucking asked the question isn't even paying attention she's not she's, she's in
0: her own out of body experience yeah <laughs> she's like on a high right now not even acknowledging heather i
1: was like girl um anyways and then heather asked her about her dad and uh whitney's just like oh yeah he's still doing sober sober living and then she brings up again like the whole religion aspect of his drug addiction uh, drug addiction and how it fueled his drug addiction and then heather kind of says like oh yeah like i totally relate to that which i was like girl you're not a drug addict you're just a divorcee but whatever nice. um, she's like, <laughs> she like i kind of relate to this because um the mormon culture turned its back on me and then
0: making it all about her and her yes! mormon culture i was like, I was like I just he has like a serious problem that you know he's trying to get through with his daughter and you're like honestly saying but can we talk about me and how nobody wants me and like how the mormon culture is like bad for me
1: i was like girl i understand where you're coming from but like not this getting divorced and getting shunned because of your drug addiction like not this not on the same level like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about and then i did like what whitney had to say about how the mormon church does seem to have does seem to hold people under its thumb and then hold oh my god it's raining super hard right now oh my god i'm freaking out Um, (laughs) it does seem to like hold men and women to different standards and um she doesn't like that the church tends to make people like heather who who have gotten divorced and people like her father who have made mistakes like it tends to like hold it against them and like make them second guess like their holiness or like how good of people they are
0: which like i still i don't know a I don't want to say it's an issue for me or I guess it's uh-huh. hard for me to understand because I don't know I feel like she's a grown ass woman and obviously <laughs> she holds like she holds herself to a certain standard and like she exactly. wants to I don't know if it's like her image that she's trying to protect but it's like okay you you got a divorce which you know mm-hmm. the woman whatever wasn't too proud of but you're still trying to like live this it's almost like she's living a lie like i'm trying to be what i'm trying to be what the mormon um church feels is good but it's like sweetie they don't it's like they don't care for you just say fuck off like she's how old and she's still like caring about what other people think of her and it's like i get it i respect that but i it's hard for me to understand that because maybe because me i'm just like i don't give a fuck if you're not like being (laughs) real with me then no but like to a
1: certain to a certain point it's like yeah like why aren't you like bitch you're a grown-ass woman you act like these people are like responsible for how you make your money they're responsible for how you live your life like what the fuck like bitch you are a grown-ass woman a gr- a mother like make it make sense so but then again like sometimes i am like oh shit but i wasn't raised like mormon i they may have different cultural standards for their own people so i'm like girl but get your own mind get your own brain <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think, which, which later on she talks to her daughters about it. Um, that which she
0: they essentially say the same thing that we're saying, they're it's like, like,
1: they're like, mom, you're a grown ass woman, like, person, yeah. Which her daughters, um, in my opinion, are probably just staying with the religion because of their dad, like.
0: Which, I mean, I don't want to sound <laughs> too harsh and too cruel speaking about yeah. the daughters, but the daughters, I feel like, are questionable. I feel like they're just, let's just say they're wild, and I'll leave it at that. I don't want to get in too much into it because...
1: Yes, because they're not over 18. Exactly, okay. But you... The you well, You catch my
0: Well, You know what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> so like, we're moving on, and we see Jen and her fourth assistant, also named Jen... And Jen, the assistant, hands Jen the housewife her anxiety meds and her antidepressants that Jen, the housewife, says that she had to go on after her father passed away. And she says that the medication, um, it was kind of like a last resort for her. And her husband viewed it as kind of like taboo because he want, he thought you could pray away the anxiety and depression. Um, <laughs> but no, we can't do that, Sharif. We can't do that. You can't pray away. You can't pray away anxiety depression mental illness okay honey um gotta get on medication get a doctor's help
0: people and their their thoughts (laughs) and their mindset sometimes it i can't (laughs) fathom it like what
1: so then we see her call sharif because it seems like she's having like a bad day like a low day i want to say where she's like grumpy and she feels like she's gonna lash out at people and i like this side of jen where she's like vulnerable and she's showing us her human side as opposed to like when she's acting like a Mary when she has skates on
0: and she has and a cool and a crown yes. and being a mess.
1: Yes, where it's clear that she's a character for the camera. So I like seeing this part where it's like, okay, girl, we see you're real. Or when she's being a good friend, like she's giving Heather advice or something, it's like, okay, girl, we see you're real. But I wish we saw more of that instead of, oh, miss uh marry the grandpa fuckers be like.
0: <laughs> which I'm thinking hopefully after watching herself like this season because let's be honest they're, exactly. they'll be back for season two yes. um she'll be able to learn from that and realize that although we do like her extraness we like people who are vulnerable to tone- and more yes. honest
1: and she needs to tone it down and not be a mean girl is what she needs to be <laughs> We um, we move on to Lisa's family, who's having a family night. I don't know what the fuck was happening. They were planning family goals. The older son was like, I'm going to get shredded. I'm going to get chicks. The younger son was like, I'm going to have triplets. And then the the husband was like, um, oh, yeah, you know, my goals are very family oriented. I'm going to be more patient. And then Lisa's over here like, I just want my businesses to grow. And I was like, girl, like, right? Your goals are obviously not in line with their goals.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Like I didn't want to, okay. Don't get it <laughs> twisted. I'm all about woman empowerment, yes. be a boss. You don't need mm-hmm. to rely on men to succeed yes. and whatnot. Yes. But it, to me, it was kind of ironic that she was like, I want to make money. I'm all about my businesses, yes. which her husband was like, it's our business. And that was yes. the real, like the realty here. Like, I don't know if you know who founded, who invested first, like whose company is this? The tequila brands. Does, do you think it's like, I get it. They're married. So it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I'm like, did he contribute the first down payment to starting a business? Because let's be honest, <laughs> if it's his, you need to tone it down. Right? Know. And
1: especially if like the way that they talk about like the Mormon culture, the Mor- the perfect Mormon standard, it seems like a very male dominated culture. So it's like he may have been the one with the money when they first started. So it may very well be a majority of his business, but she's kind of running it. And that's why she feels like she needs to like overcompensate. But yeah, I was like, girl, there's uh, like, you can have it all. You can have a career, you can be a mom, but it seems like you don't really give a fuck.
0: <laughs> like- <laughs> and it's funny because I, I think at the beginning of the scene, she was like, she mentioned how she's like, I don't want to be playing Monopoly, counting fake money. Yeah, I'm I not a count Monopoly real mom. money. And I'm, well, you said before you don't follow Housewives, but on her Instagram story, <laughs> she posted about how her friend got her this huge, it was like this humongous Monopoly board game. Because she's having shit and they're like, Here, you need to spend some time with your family. Pay real Monopoly. Come on now. No.
1: They were like, Here, fight like a regular family over Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, then we see them, like, they're getting ready for bed, I think. And he's the husband's like, um, Which is funny because one of her goals was to be a better listener. And so he's talking to her and he's saying, Oh, businesses shouldn't be our priority. And this bitch is on her fucking phone. She's she's like, I have to send a text really quick. And I was like, you're sending a text to your business partners or your side piece because what the? Exactly. Fuck are you doing? I'm
0: like, <laughs> it is. I'm not sure if we saw the outside view of the house. We don't know what time of day it was, <laughs> but I was a ima- mad It was bed. Like she was telling the yes. kids, go brush your teeth, go ready for a bed. And she's like, wait one second. It's like eleven o'clock, but I need to respond to this text. This you email. respond to
1: this very important text. It's like,
0: what? Get it together.
1: I was like, um, your husband is a little bit on the boring side, but he seems like he's very devoted to you. So maybe you should put your phone down and pay attention, okay? So then we um, it. Before I move on, I was like, girl, you're that perfect Mormon whitney and Heather are talking about that make them feel bad. So
0: yeah, because if, if you think about it, I mean, she's made it no, she's made it very clear she has money, she has her husband, yes. she has her family, she seems happy for the most part in her with her life. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Heather's like essentially think she wants what she has
1: which <laughs> is like very fine yeah you could have what she has but like at some point it's like stop feeling sorry for yourself and actually do something like girl Jeez, but heather's a whole different story heather's a whole different story so then we move on and um we move on to jen heather and meredith who they're having dinner and the ladies are asking heather about the guy that she left jen's party with at sundance and heather's like it was a short-lived uh, affair and i was like bitch a one-night stand that's what you're trying to say. Or,
0: I mean, said,
1: right after they walked out the door, they were like, okay, so I'm going to call you a cab.
0: Exactly. Then,
1: <laughs> so the topic moves on to um, Meredith's separation. And Heather asked Meredith if she's going to go through a, a little hoe phase. And Meredith's like, oh, the separation's not about that. Like, it's more about us finding ourselves outside of the marriage because, like, we were very codependent. Now we have to be by ourselves. Because, not going to lie, there's going to come a time. Where you're gonna have to be by yourself so I like I like that reason I am okay if I was her friend I'd be like okay yeah I completely understand but these ladies they're like no they're, there's something there's something else there's something, it can't just be because of that and um it's clear that she's like not sharing all of the information with them but like at at some point it's like okay she's already sharing about her separation she's already sharing in front of the cameras how they fight all the fucking time like she asked for fucking space like what more does she need to give you
0: which also to clarify am i crazy or did we miss the part where heather and meredith talked about her separation because if you th- if you like remember back a couple episodes they made a point to, to be like jen was spilling her tea to heather and saying exactly. oh well this is happening and and heather reacted like wait what this is happening and now a couple episodes later they're having lunch talking about it i'm like what happened i thought she and- was Spreading your tea.
1: Funny that you bring that up because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Wait, is Meredith about to like kind of side eye Jen right now?" But Meredith didn't do that, and I was like, "Maybe there was unseen footage. Maybe we'll see it in that like untold secrets or something," um, where Meredith shared with all of the ladies. Random. Yeah, like, I was like,
0: producers, editors, get it together.
1: I was like, "How she's she's not supposed to know. Meredith's supposed to get mad at Jen right now. What's happening?" <laughs> exactly. So then, um, sorry. Let me see. Yeah. So then she's kind of, it's obvious that like she's not sharing something with, the, something with them and they just kind of keep egging her on and it's raining really hard right now. Oh my gosh. Oh. I have to go. I have to go. Um, and Jen's kind of like, Jen's kind of going in and she's just like, well, personally, I was lonely and I was bitter after my dad died. So like that almost caused, caused Sharif and I to separate. And then Meredith kind of gives in, and she's just like, well, yeah, like, communication issues were definitely a reason for us separating. But Jen keeps, like, going in, like, she just keeps going in, and she was just like, well, do you, do you fear that after you figure out who you are, that, that person that you figure out isn't supposed to be with Seth? And then Meredith, (laughs) Meredith kind of answers, and she kind of doesn't, and she's just like, well, yeah, like, there is a void without him but I still love him and you know when I figure it out when we figure it out together we'll move forward whatever that means like whatever moving forward means for us and then like okay Jen kind of insinuates in her confessional that she she knows a little bit more than what Jen is saying but she doesn't really like give in and um Before I get into that, like there's just a whole part with Whitney and her dad and dad and her dad saying like he's gonna leave sober living because his next step is to find a house. And she's like, dad, it's only been 21 days. The program's 90 days. And I was like, girl, and I hope her dad I hope we get an update on him. But that was just a quick little part before we see Whitney and Jen um, at Whitney's house where they're working out. They're on the fucking stripper pool. Jen's obviously not getting the hang of the stripper pole.
0: <laughs> Jen was like are we actually going to work out or I was like then like what you're and why are you there to wow. fucking
1: wow. like, like, be a are
0: we going to film a scene and like talk shit or are we actually going to
1: work out are uh, we What's actually the... going to work out because I didn't come ready Um, and there and Whitney was like no we're going to swing <laughs> and that bitch was I was like oh, okay she's doing something other than being a Mormon up in there but okay <laughs> and um, so we see them and they're talking and then Whitney kind of brings up, uh, like, she's like, oh, Jen, how are you doing that Sharif, you know, is out of town, like, currently, and Jen's like, oh, you know, Uh, she talks about her vibrator, and then they start talking about their sex lives, and for some reason, that whole sex talk, Jen, for some reason, brings up Seth and Meredith, and she's kind of like, oh, well, how do you think it affects them? And then Whitney's kind of like, well, they're probably dealing with it their own way, because, You know like they're not gonna share everything publicly with us and then jen's kind of like well if they're not getting it at home then they're getting it somewhere else and whitney was kind of confused and she was like um bitch if they were dating other people why wouldn't they like why wouldn't we know like wouldn't we see that exactly and then um jen kind of she fucking she acts dumb and she's like well people may know more And then obviously in her confessional, she tells production, well, one time I went to New York with Meredith and there was this man and he met up with us and he starts going on and on. And he says that Meredith is the love of her, a love of his life. And he's going to marry her one day. And then um, he said, don't worry, I'll get Meredith up to her room. I'll make sure she gets to her room safely. And then that's that. And then to Whitney, she's kind of like, oh, well, um, there's a reason they're separated to begin with. And it isn't about having to find themselves. And that's where the episode ends. But I want to know your thoughts on her spilling the tea. It's raining. It's I mean, thunder, this lining. are like, you're talking about Jen? Do, 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 exactly.
0: <laughs> God's like, shut that bitch up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I have a lot to say. Okay, one thing, if Meredith is being as, I don't know, I feel like they're viewing her kind of like a snake right now. If she's being a snake, yeah. come to light. I don't. Personally, think she's being a snake. That whole situation is kind of like weird. Whether like mm-hmm. she does have this side piece or whatnot, I obviously, as a viewer, don't know what the like their logic is. It's like what the rules are in this little separation. So I'm kind of like I'm gonna let everything play out and then I'll make you know and then I'll pass my judgment on to her. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like these ladies are specifically Jen. I feel like she's making it a bigger deal than it is, or she it's like she doesn't even care about Meredith or her feelings or Seth at that point. She's just trying to stir up dramas. She's trying to start some shit. And it's like, exactly. Like, irony. I always feel like if you have facts and you're logical and you're making sense, go for it. But in this situation, Jen, I think you need to be concerned about taking your antidepressants and focusing on your husband and making sure he's at home. Oh. Because let's be honest, your relationship doesn't look all too that great because you're saying you have a a FaceTime marriage and I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to be in a FaceTime marriage. So it's like, you're throwing like, what is that saying? Don't throw glass. Don't throw.
1: Don't throw stones when you live in a glass glass house. Yeah.
0: Sweetie, focus on your relationship. Exactly. I don't know. Am I, am I too harsh? Like what's No, no,
1: no. I think it's one thing she was sharing with Heather. She's like, I'm lonely. Like my husband, he's not home. And then another thing, it's kind of like she's deflecting and she wants to bring to light this whole thing with Meredith, which they're separated they maybe finding themselves is by dating other people but of course we've seen that Seth himself said I'm not dating other people I like I hope you're not and maybe Meredith like she said over and over again they were married young he was probably the first guy she ever got with he was probably the first guy she was ever with so it was like she probably to find herself she has to I don't know. Talk to other people. Make it yeah, like just a network. Okay, as, as, like, as,
0: <laughs> I, as I, I don't want to use the word bad. Maybe it's just different. It's not like the norm yeah. or whatever. But exactly, if I guess if it makes sense for her to go out and you know dip her freaking toe in the water and see that the grass isn't greener on the other side, yeah, and said it's okay with this, then so be it. It's their relationship, as we've seen, as in other shows, housewives' relationship <laughs> marriages are weird and. I don't think it's kind of like I don't think anyone has a right to I mean because yeah. you're on the show people are going to comment but if they're both saying I'm aware of what's happening and I'm okay yeah. with it then so be it like it's not your fucking business
1: because five bucks Seth probably fucking knew about that guy in New York if there were even a guy like his in New friend
0: York or something no I'm just kidding I guess we'll just wait and see how things go yeah. now but um it is what yeah. it is I guess
1: yeah like I said that we still have a Vegas trip. We still have a finale and the husbands are going to be at the reunion. So I'm sure somewhere or another, something like this will get brought up. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll hope. We'll hope it's not like another part three of Potomac. Oh God. (laughs)
0: Let's just, let us pray. Let us just take one moment of silence
1: because (laughs) the the sky is crying. Just as Potomac fans are crying.
0: Exactly, all the fans watching. Um, there's a lot to talk about. This was an hour and a half episode. Let's just dive right into it. I'm going to try to make sense. And hopefully you guys understand what I'm saying. Because when I'm in my feelings, when there's a lot of shit going on, I ramble. I miss some parts. I talk about extra nonsense. So let's no just dive no right in. So the episode starts off with Candice storming off. And maybe this is a Monique's enemy, but I feel like Andy's being a dickhead. He starts questioning Monique. He's just basically talking at her as opposed to trying to talk to her. <laughs> Candace starts crying backstage, and it's funny how to me Andy keeps questioning Monique, and he's like, "You're just so unemotional. You're just matter of fact." And it's funny because two seconds ago they were saying, "No, you guys, you guys, you can't tell Monique. I mean, you t- you can't tell Candace that she should get over it. You know, tell her to stop crying." But then when it comes to Monique, it's like, why aren't you crying? Why aren't you feeling it? It's like, sweetie, she's telling you that she doesn't, you know, her body, her emotions don't work that way. So it's like, it's almost like they're trying to trigger her. I don't understand. Um, Candace says that she feels like Monique let all the lies be be told in the streets. And she feels like Monique was trying to paint a narrative. And it's funny to me, like, again, just me on my soapbox. I don't think it's Monique trying to paint a narrative. I don't think. She, I don't think you need her to look bad. You do that on your own. You're I don't know if she realizes this. I don't know if she realizes this, but like she's unlikable after her first two seasons. Like, I don't know. You interject. What are your thoughts? Like, is she's delusional.
1: I think it's but yeah, I think she has no problem, she has no issue making herself look bad. I was like, if anything, Monique did you a favor when she beat the fuck out of you because when she didn't even beat the fuck out of you, like she just she
0: slapped you on the back. She of the just,
1: head. She, she just her was mommy. like grabbing your hair. Uh, she was just grabbing your hair and knocking your head into the table a little bit. <laughs> World. But Monique, I mean, Monique doing that made a few people. Yeah. Like, like if you think about it, a handful of people start being like, Oh yeah. Well, Candace didn't deserve that. So it's like, bitch, if anything, be thankful. She gave you a little bit of, like, um, she gave you a storyline
0: and she gave you fans. So I just it's <laughs> it's tricky. But continuing on, they asked Monique if she was mad that Karen, you know, said I would press charges. And yeah, again, this is questionable. <sighs> People might see this as you know allegiance and alliances, but she's like, mm-hmm. you know what? We're grown adults. We talked about it. I was pissed off. And it is what it is. We can move, we can move past it. Um Andy then asked the ladies if they feel that Candace took too far by pressing charges. <laughs> and it's funny because every single one of them, including Wendy, said, yes, yeah. I, it, she took it too far. And I think it was Giselle said, I never expected it to go this, like, go this far. And again, it's kind of ironic because it's like, Monique, you're the devil. You're a horrible human. But we don't think you should go to jail. You shouldn't yeah. be reprimanded. Like, I, what? Again, am I lost? or? It's
1: like you just wanted to make her out to be some sort of monster for hitting her but then you were upset when candace actually like i'm not saying candace should have taken legal action but you guys were like candace why'd you do that it's like no like, you're either all in or all out like come on
0: exactly come on now um andy then asked monique why she then decided to you know counter sue and press charges he feels like it was dumb and Again, I think it was a smart idea. I mean, the charges were dropped. Exactly. Candice ended up losing, in a sense, because she didn't get what she wanted. And that was, you know, essentially to, I don't know, get Monique fired or get Monique to go to jail. Like, what do you think was <laughs> was her goal in trying to press charges? Because I still don't get it to this day.
1: Exactly. I was like, what? Did you want her to go to, like, you actually want her wanted her to go to jail as if, like, I understand her hitting you was not okay, but this wasn't, like, as if she was roaming the streets, like, with a bat being, like, where's Candace? <laughs> like, she she wasn't threatening your livelihood. Like, after, yes, after she hit you, she did want to come back for more, like, in that same instance. But afterwards, she wasn't she wasn't, like, going to your house and, like, threatening to kill you. Yeah, maybe she was on Twitter saying things, but it's, like, then you file charges, like, to stop harassing you. But for you to file, like, it just didn't make sense. It felt like she really... just did it after her mom told her to maybe so she could be like yes mom like absolutely love me now you know so it was definitely like I I feel bad saying that because it was just like she was trying to reach for something that wasn't there it was just
0: too much it made no sense
1: and Monique while they, while like Annie may have said like you got bad advice like but her lawyer even though counter suing is stupid her lawyer knew that by counter suing it's going to make this whole thing seem like a fucking joke. So,
0: which it, was it bad is. Yes, but we'll move on. Exactly. <laughs> um, Monique then says that her attorney basically said that Candace's attorney said, we're going to sue them and we're going to get them for millions, get millions out of them, which I believe. Notice how Candace was just kind of quiet. She's like, lies, lies. Those are lies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. There's some truth to that. I'm pretty sure there is. Um,
1: Get the lawyers out. <laughs>
0: Andy Andy then make, makes a joke and he says, well, you, was your attorney Bill Barr, which at first, I'm sure you didn't get it. I, didn't um, I did a little bit of research. Apparently, he was a bad attorney, a bad attorney. He was known as a bully and enabler. This one article said that um, Ashley laughed and
1: Ashley found it hilarious. She
0: also said that it was easy for her to write the statement in favor of Monique because of what had transpired um, in mm-hmm. the relationship uh, with her relationship with Candace and she says that you know as we know the famous words that she spoke i gotta go to the bathroom she wasn't there when the fight occurred so she watched it back and she said it was really intense um she seemed happier than ever i'm like she was living for candace getting beat up let's be honest to
1: be honest she didn't even seem like she gave a fuck about being there. i think obviously because she's very well into her pregnancy so she was probably like bitches i've been sitting for 11 hours can we wrap this up yeah can we? like
0: um i gotta go Um. After that, they ask Ashley if she believes Candice's statement, which was Monique and her husband talked all this shit. And Mm -hmm. I can see that Ashley basically, but I can see that she believes honestly. I mean, she said because then Candice was like, "No, she's not going to believe it because it's coming from me." And Ashley's like, "Well, I didn't say that," which leads me to believe that she does think it's true. But then she went on to say that, um, when it came time to it, you know, Monique was there for me, and she was a good friend. She didn't spill any of my secrets, so regardless if she talks shit or not we're still good friends which you f- I feel like you're, you're trying to say something so why don't you and do
1: No, I just I feel bad for Monique because I feel like she thinks she needs to like kiss these ladies like especially Karen's but I feel like she feels like she needs to kiss like Ashley and Karen's ass so that but in my head I'm like Monique, you know that for certain things that they've said or for certain things that Karen has done, you would drag her ass, but you're choosing not to drag her ass or pull out her little binder tab because you need her on your side, even though you don't. Even though to me it's like, girl, you have a majority of the viewers on your side. I know that doesn't pay the bills, but
0: (laughs) And here's the thing. I I obviously I don't think the same as you I feel like there's certain housewives which I'm sure you can think of some I mm-hmm. feel like in like all across the board in different franchises there's different housewives that can stand alone like I feel like Porsche mm-hmm. is a perfect example of that at one yeah. point she was on an island all by herself
1: exactly
0: um I feel like Monique could easily stand on her own um yeah so Ashley I feel like could easily stand on Ashley own. definitely she I mean she's done it before where she's like fuck yeah. you fuck you fuck you I love my husband mm-hmm. and I, I like that in housewife because I feel like they're they don't kiss ass and Mm -hmm. you kind of feel like monique's kissing ass i don't see it that way i don't
1: know i mean like kiss ass more like i feel like she thinks she needs to like compensate i can't even speak i feel like she needs she thinks she needs to compensate but like i'm like girl no because i'm thinking that way i'm like girl no like you could take on look at what you fucking did to one person only giselle like look at what you could do to all these bitches (laughs)
0: exactly her mind
1: her power yeah her mind
0: <laughs> moving on they then talk about Monique and she basically explains what triggered her in the fight and she kind of goes into her childhood and all the mm-hmm. trauma she had to deal with um as far as her father doing the same thing that essentially Monique I mean Candace did which is put her hand in she would, her father would put his hand in her face and kind of talk at her again. And that's one thing that I don't like. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of who you are, I said it before. I don't care if you're my teacher, my doctor, my mother. Like, I don't want to feel like you're talking at me or down mm-hmm. to me. Like, I feel like there's like a level of respect there. And obviously, growing up, she couldn't, you know, be combative or talk back to her father because I don't know if this is, you know, a person of color thing, but you will get your ass whooped and you will get your ass handed to if you speak. T you know i guess negatively or talk back to your your elders um and this is a part where it's hard for me to like i don't understand because she monique apologizes to candace and she hopes that they can move past it candace goes on and says well i can appreciate trauma i find it so ironic that i don't know if it's after or before that she called herself a wordsmith sweetie you're over here saying i can appreciate trauma (laughs) i think what you try to say was like i can can acknowledge i can can
1: understand yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i can appreciate trauma ma'am you need to stay off twitter and read a book but anyways i digress (laughs) um she says that the apology you know it's it's great and all but it's too late you know it's 365 days later and it's just not gonna cut it for her um what are your thoughts on that how do you see this little situation that they're in
1: I was like, Curtis, just say thank you and fucking move on. Like, girl, <laughs> she's. And I I understand the whole it's like, three hundred sixty five days later. Like, like, absolutely not. But it's like, acknowledge the fact that she apologized. It, yes, you acknowledge the fact that her reasoning behind it, which I think back to like when she like, um, with the umbrella and Robin. I was like, low no key. Like, I remember, maybe I'm wrong, but like Robin and even was like Ashley when they were having their little thing. Like. When monique pops off I like I'm not realizing after she shared that it's because those the people she was popping off to were talking down to her, so maybe like again another trigger, but I was just like acknowledge the fact that she apologized say I appreciate your apology like I appreciate your apology, thank you, and move on then say and then give your piece and be like you know but um obviously i am still gonna have to get over the fact that it is 365 days later that you're giving this to me point blank period there to me i was like candace you're obviously just trying to grasp at straws now like she apologized yes it was a whole fucking year later but she apologized like is that not what you fucking wanted is that not what all these ladies wanted was for you to apologize you didn't apologize that's why you (laughs) couldn't come to the events
0: I feel like in the end, it kind of just comes down to Candace being in her feelings. And I guess mm-hmm. like they've all been saying, no one can tell how to feel, you know, only yeah. she knows what she's going through. But at the same time, don't expect everything to be peaches and cream since you want to be in your feelings. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. After that, they go into Monique and they all kind of just bag on her for writing her song, Drag Queens, which go check out the music video because it's great. Um, She brought the fashion. But um. Yeah, they did not see this in a positive light. They said, you're kind of a clown for writing it. Like, you're messy. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're trying to glow and, you know, brag about beating my ass. Like, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Candice then pulls out her phone and starts reading the <laughs> lyrics. And Monique was like, well, I'm glad she's a fan, which I just died because it's like, why are <laughs> you reading the lyrics? Like, I get you're trying to prove a point, you know, and say that Monique is this horrible, awful person. but Exactly. <laughs> It's just like, I don't know. What don't are your even, thoughts about her writing a song? Like, is this clown shit or what's up?
1: I was, honestly, yeah, I didn't make her look good because it, it goes against the fact that it's like, girl, you're saying you feel remorse, you're apologizing, but then you wrote a song. But I thought it was funny when Candice was reading the lyrics. I was like, why are you giving us the whole song? Just pick a few. Just pick two, two lines and say, well, there was these specific lines and that's it. went um, I misunderstood Andy when he said it's not good and I was like Andy like she's a songwriter you can't say that but then I was like no way, he's saying it's not good like it's not a good look yeah
0: like- it's not a good look Um, which to that I say you know what Andy go suck a dick because she's gonna do what she's gonna do like
1: Monique's stands were not happy we've
0: seen in the past that housewives for example um, Candy Burst when the whole sex dungeon thing came about she, she went ahead had- and made it a thing and she put on this essentially was like a burlesque you know variety time show act yeah. of talents and whatnot so she she you know capitalized on it and she said i'm gonna make money off of it which i know in this situation it's kind of different because monique was the aggressor as opposed to the victim of the situation but
1: ot i mean okay. she said
0: you know what i'm gonna make money i'm gonna make a song i'm gonna make a music video and y'all are gonna love it
1: her reasoning behind it is true though it's like oh he they wanted me to write a letter and i wasn't gonna do that because that's not i'm not like the way I write is through music. And so I understood that reasoning. Could she have named it something else? Yeah, but like, come on, drag queens, like I'm glad she, that named that issue, she named it what she I'm glad she's like... standing her
0: ground. Give it <laughs> a monique. After that, they talk about, you know, a fan asked, You basically got your ass dragged, you know, because you ran your mouth. What what's up with that? Are you gonna change? How's that gonna what's gonna happen? And this is where she kind of goes into her little speech of, you know, I am a wordsmith, I'm good at cussing and fussing and fighting and I'm all um, all of those things. But nothing warranted me getting my ass kicked. I should have never gotten bashed, you know, on the table. And Monique, mm. like I said before, you know, she apologized. She starts taking accountability. And Candace isn't having any. She says it's too late. And like you mentioned earlier, at this point, you know, it's, it's a year later. Yeah, her apology is a year late. But what more do you want yeah. from her? Like, Like Monique exactly. said in the last episode, the best thing you could do is take my apology for what it's worth and move on because in the end the only person who's hurting is you like what
1: exactly it's just i'm like girl at this point at this point i understand we can't tell you how to move on from trauma but at this point maybe in your therapy sessions you need to like go a little deeper into why this is affecting you the way that it is why it's affecting your mental health the way that it is because there's nothing else that monique karen andy anyone else could do for you because you've gotten the apology you lost the lawsuit like I was just, the it's just i don't know it's time to heal girl time to like, heal
0: like karen says in a couple <laughs> of seconds you know i'm not a doctor i'm i'm not a therapist i'm not a doctor but i feel like this has to do with a lot like it has a lot to do with the fact that she felt like monique was a close friend like it has to do with yeah. relationships yeah and like, I don't know. There's something about Candace that it's like she's not getting it because spoiler alert, I'll get into it at the end of the episode, but Monique has quit the show. She's not gonna be back next season. No. She was offered a contract. And point being, what what else can happen? Because life goes on. Monique exactly. goes on to live her life. Candace, you are gonna go on to move your like you're gonna move on. Are we gonna see that you're still mentally fucked up if exactly. in fact, you are the way you say you are? That's
1: like, it's, Something I fucking hate I is if a housewife leaves, like, like let's say next season, obviously Monique's not going to be back. And they still bring her up. Like, that's what I hate. I'm like, why are you guys still, she's not on the show anymore. Like, no offense, like, like move it along. Like, when Phaedra left, like, when Phaedra was fired, and they were like, oh, I was talking to Phaedra, and I was just like, I don't want to hear about Phaedra. I want to hear about, like, d- don't bring them up if they're not part of your, like, bitch. So I'm going to hate it if she tries to use, like, you know, Monique's no longer on the show, so, like, it's been very taxing for me. Like, I'm just going to fucking hate it if she uses Which Monique I think, leaving the show as her storyline.
0: And I didn't want to say that. I wanted you to say, because then I don't want you to be <laughs> like, oh, you know, you're such a Monique Sam. But I like that's essentially what I was going to say. I don't yeah. want it to be the situation where... You know, I can already see it right now. Picture the director. I'm seeing it now. You know, the <laughs> episode starts off with Candace talking about how she had a tumultuous year. Yeah. The past year and her mental state is not where it should be. And they're exactly. going to reference the fight and they're going to reference Monique. And at that point, it's kind of like she's Monique's not same. just like you guys yeah. kept saying we didn't bring it to the show. Now Monique is not going to be on the show. So you exactly. probably bring her up because she has no there's no point but we'll see time will tell <laughs> but as, as i was saying um they asked karen about they basically basically call her out on her bullshit and they're like what's up with monique like you you said you would press charges and then you said there was something medically wrong with her and she's like <laughs> well andy i'm not a doctor and of course wendy has to fucking give her two cents and she's like but you know who is <laughs> no. like, ma'am that's not the type of like place karen says that she didn't lie and that she didn't invite monique to the wedding or to the wedding what am i talking about <laughs> she didn't invite her to the event it was actually the pre-event which it's again another lie told by karen it's like what are you stop with the bullshit like
1: exactly and the cameras caught you bitch <laughs> the cameras caught you and andy was like you can't see your way out of this one like you really can't and she was like andy Andy now I never said she wasn't it like I was like girl shut up we all know you lied Monique knows you lied but she's not gonna say she knows you lied because I was like girl it's
0: just oh god I can't get on board I can't get fully on board with Karen um Candace (laughs) reveals that she's basically still taking her medication um love that for her you know get better (laughs) Karen goes on to say that she called Bravo because she felt threatened when Candace did in fact say go and burn (laughs) in eternal hell you're laughing what do you how do you feel about all this
1: i'm laughing because you just said it i remember my dad he was watching the episode with me he doesn't fucking understand what's happening he only knows Ricas famosas latinas. So he was like, oh, it's como eso. And I was like, yeah, dad. But see, what happened was they got in a fight and then they sued each other. But then, you know, it got thrown away because, you know, it just, that's, that's not going to work. And so I was just like, again she was upset because that lady right there with the low ponytail, she was not taking her side and she wanted her to take her side. And my dad was like, but he, she just said to rot in hell. How, how are you supposed to be her friend if she wasn't picking your side? You rotten in hell. And
0: oh my like, god. No.
1: We did get him know. on podcast and get
0: his thoughts and his point of view. But um I don't know. It was just it was a shit show. Like
1: I was just I guess I was confused I, by them.
0: I would be upset if you know my fellow castmate went ahead and you know went to the boss and basically was exactly. like, get this bitch fired. I would be triggered because bitch, you're I not gonna come for yeah. me. But at the same time, it's like you guys have never really fought. Like we've never seen them fight before, but until now. And Karen, maybe Karen is being a little sensitive. I don't know what to fully think maybe, about this whole situation.
1: Maybe we'll see a Karen Candace showdown next season. Maybe that'll be the whole, the whole. Is um, that issue.
0: next year's storyline? Let's see. Probably Let's, like
1: Karen we'll and I are still not friends. Can And we'll see. Can Karen stand in an island on her own? Ooh. Because, ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. She is. She's not going to be on the island. <laughs> oh, as she said, I'm going to go with my baby. I got to go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> After that, Andy tries making small talk because the ha- the husbands have arrived on stage and Chris oh Samuels god. was not feeling it. He shut it down and was like, Nope. I wasn't trying to, I wasn't <laughs> watching no Netflix bullshit. I was watching these women spread lies about my <laughs> child. And every single little bitch on that stage clutched their pearls and didn't know what to say.
1: Oh my god.
0: They get to ring and he says that he wasn't trying to be all that open when they were seeing a therapist, you know, the life coach, and they all laugh and I could be like reading too much into it, but am I the only one who felt bad for Karen in this situation? Because he essentially is saying I didn't want to reveal that to her, which is that he didn't fully love her or that he wasn't madly in love with her, and
1: like he didn't. Know, maybe I, I took I it like, as like you didn't feel comfortable sharing that with your wife. Like you guys should be talking about this. Like you, you guys. Should,
0: and, the, <laughs> and the fact that they're all laughing, I feel like it makes the situation worse. Like worse. Oh. Like you guys are laughing at the fact that he doesn't love me. What the fuck? Like, it's <laughs> stupid. Um, <laughs> Ray, you're
1: so funny he, exactly.
0: no, <laughs> he keeps making excuses and he says that it's basically what he feels is not the same like he doesn't feel the way he felt when they first were in love like when they first mm-hmm. met or whatever and again i feel bad for karen i wasn't again i could be reading too much into it but i was like what do you love her or yeah. do you not love her
1: Point it seemed here. like he was trying to make light of the whole situation. Like, no, Ray, we all saw you're you're kind of a dick, Ray. You're kind of a dick, all right? My dad called him a sugar daddy. He was like, Ray. Oh, it's a sugar daddy. I mean, I was he like, then, well, there's a 20-year difference.
0: And then he goes on to say that, you know, because I guess they revealed to him, or he like he saw in the episode that she said, I want my money back. And Andy asked him what his thoughts were on that. And he was like, he started laughing. He's like, It's funny that she thinks she's gonna get it back because she ain't good luck getting back she ain't gonna get it and then he goes on to say not only is she not gonna get it but i used to pay for her credit cards i give her the stipend i give her all these coins and she didn't have to pay for shit Yikes. which i guess if i was in his position i'd be like feeling the same way it's like bitch you rode my coattail for how many years and now you're trying to get some a little coin back <laughs> don't try it um their relationship is weird i don't think they'll ever like get a divorce or break up
1: no. yeah i think they'll they've been married this long and he's he's 76 or he's
0: in his 70s yeah like do you think you're gonna get someone better or someone to put up with your old never mind anyway (laughs) anyway, moving on they then talk to chris bassett and he says that he's super excited super elated to be out of dorothy's house and that they basically have been fucking in every room love that for them um (laughs) then they talked they they then ask chris samuels you know what, what was that whole situation with the bj thing and right off the bat all the women are up in arms, you know, Oh God, it was horrible. He shouldn't have done that. Disrespectful. Wendy come, comes out of the blue and she's like, my husband could never do that. Mid, you know, mid apology. And he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. That's how I joke around. Me and my wife joke around like that. And, but I do apologize to the women, anybody else who was offended. Um, it was just I wouldn't have apologized. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I know what our fucking relationship is. I don't need to make a joke like suck a dick. Like what?
1: When Wendy tried to bring in Eddie, she's like, my husband would never. What you? And he was like, bitch, don't bring me in. Okay. Yeah. Am I the only
0: one who thought that he didn't like want to be involved? He was like, he didn't even care. My little sister yeah. was like, I feel like the wives are making a big bigger deal than it is. And I was like, yeah. Oh.
1: Like I bet you anything, like Ray, Eddie, Chris Bassett, they probably found it funny as hell that he did that. But obviously they're not going to tell their wives that they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, it was funny as hell. Like, because then they know their wives are going to be like, no, like, shut the fuck up. You're supposed to be on my side. Even if, if Juan Dixon had been there, he would have found that shit funny as hell, too. So everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, Excuse me. After that, they they kind of talked to well, they continue talking to Chris Samuels. And Monique basically says that he's done better during COVID as a parent. He's, you know, stepped up to the plate. He's basically a second mommy. And, you know, we're just happy for them. Love that. Love their family. After that, you know, they take a short break and they come back. And I've noticed it before they talked about it. But, of course, Giselle brought a security with her. He was in the shadows, hidden in the back. And she says that she brought him because she felt, you know, scared because of the things that Chris Samuel said, which they show us a clip of some of the things he said. He says, I wish I could turn into Bruce Jenner and slap the shit out of you. I would stomp all of you he apologizes and he's like that was uncalled for it was rude I should have never said that it's disgusting and it's not me but the women are not having it do you think if you were on that cast and you were a woman how would you react how would you feel in this moment having heard all those words he said
1: I mean, I, wasn't, I wouldn't go as far as to bring a bodyguard and be like, I'm threatened for my life. Like, girl, you're on a stage with how many people? If he were to advance at you, you don't think anybody would try to defend you? Like, you don't think Chris Bassett would try to, like, tell him to, like, get off? Like, you you act like he's going to do something in front of all these people, which I don't think he should have said that. I think he probably just said that like you said out of anger was it acceptable no um you're gonna hate me for saying this but it's like was it how why are we getting up in arms about that but not about the fact that he used a transgender person's dead name it's like you could have said Caitlyn Jenner you could have said like
0: which I I did find that you know obviously not not being a transgender person I can't speak on their behalf but it was insensitive and it was it was cringy it's like, it bro, was, like you know what you're saying right now is not okay yeah. to mm-hmm. like you this is where I know I'm not the best of doing this but you should probably think about what you're gonna say before you say it because that was obviously insensitive yeah. I mean he apologized only I think I don't
1: know by, that Instagram live in general too because I've, I've I've seen that Instagram live I didn't watch it live but I watched it after like that whole thing I was just like Oh, my gosh. And that just fed into my whole thing also afterwards when she, like, beat up Candace. Was, I was just like, girl, now you're 365 days later apart."
0: apology. Yeah, there's <laughs> but, this. It's a whole situation. Yeah. And it's like, you could be right here, but you're wrong in that. And it's, yeah. it's a whole I lot. I wouldn't have
1: stuff. gone as far as Giselle to bring a security guard who, let's her security guard her security guard didn't even fucking do anything she was like, he's his, standing up he's standing up the he, was guard, he was shaking like... his
0: boots he probably looked at chris <laughs> samuels and was like not only am i a fan but i'm not trying to get my ass beat by him so let me just stay back here in the shadows <laughs> oh god um after that after his apology that they probably didn't care for chris chris bassett is not happy he is triggered and he's like you know you guys talked about you guys say not to get involved you know not talk about the children but there's a blogger that you guys support who came for my children and he basically starts screaming he starts screaming at Monique Mm -hmm. he's like well what does that have to do with us and we didn't say that and then he goes off and he's like but you support him and for someone who says he doesn't tolerate disrespecting women I might be reaching here but I hate you (laughs) was he not shouting at her like Chris has Chris Samuels has never yelled at Candice.
1: Uh, Candace, exactly, yeah.
0: So where does he come up screaming at Monique?
1: No, he shouldn't have screamed at her. But Chris Samuels, that was the thing between him and Chris Samuels. And I like the way Chris Samuels acted in that moment where he was just like, no, 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 like, don't yell at her. You're talking to me. And the difference between Chris Bassett and your BFF Michael Darby is that Chris Bassett took a step back and rewinded and fucking... Ended up, you know, fucking stop. He stopped screaming. I can't speak right now. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, there there are a bunch of clowns. And I'm saying now, if I ever get on the LED TV, I'm not saying I'm going to try and fight every woman. But like I said, if you're going to come at me, if you're like, if you're going to start the problem, I'll make sure I finish it. Luis. regardless of your gender regardless of your mindset regardless as
1: of your, your publicist. publicist i'm gonna have to tell you you need to take a step back and you need
0: <laughs> i think it's just a matter of respect and no it is they it always say like and, i'm not trying to make this you know a sexist thing but i feel like if like you're not i just let's move on because oh, i don't this, want to come across as like an evil a big man difference. Like-
1: no, no no there's a big difference i i understand where you're where you were trying to go but there yeah there's a big difference in like in certain situations it's like a a situational type of thing like you have to look at each situation but in this case yeah i feel like his issue chris bassett should have like taken two steps back and i felt like the husbands were having a whole different conversation let's just put it there and it
0: was just something else which i believe the blogger that they were referring to um just to show you the amazing person and respectful and just loving person Candice is, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's this blogger who rest in peace. Monique was a friend of, you know, they had conversations on live I've seen before in the past. Um, mm-hmm. That guy who was according to Candace, spreading lies, you know, spreading rumors. Candace went ahead and said, I hope you drop dead. She said, <laughs> this guy is morbidly obese. He has very little income and the income that he does have, he, you know, uses to you know furthermore get obese and get fat and he needs to drop dead a couple days later I believe it was weeks later the guy passed away so rest in peace to that young man I
1: oh my god! I just
0: it, it's I don't want to use the word funny but I think it's funny how things work out and yeah, ironic. Candace, uh, yeah. Candace, you have to I guess I have to live with that like I hope you you're proud um your wish came true
1: oh my god! like I
0: I'm not trying to make this into, like, a this? joke but like this was I don't want to say like a month or two ago like yeah people it was a time there was a time period where she was getting a bunch of comments on Instagram being like well you got your wish like this guy's no longer living but it's like this is where I can't fathom like you know people are going to talk their shit say what they want but like Mm -hmm. really you're gonna say that like it's just
1: this is where I hasn't learned
0: anything she hasn't learned anything
1: I get into the mindset of like I know we're here sitting talking about a reality show, but I get into the mindset where it's like, it's just a reality show. Like, it's not that deep. Yes, on the fan side, but also on like the housewife side sometimes. I'm like, it's not that deep. Like, there's no reason for you to be like losing sleep. Like, or, you know, I mean, "Mm -mm, I didn't know that. You're like, this is what you're telling me right now. This is why I tell you, I don't follow them on social media because I just can't, I'm like, I don't want to see the type of monsters you guys are on social media. On social media. But it's like, it's also another part of me when it comes to reality shows, being able to separate because then it becomes this whole thing like, like, I take it out of the show and I'm like, this person does it, you know, like, yeah, like with Lisa Rinna, like, I really have to separate myself because I'm like, I have hatred for that bitch. Like, so
0: do I. It's an another <laughs> So I have to but... separate
1: myself because I'm like, you're losing, le- bitch. You're and- having no, no, no. <laughs> exactly.
0: And let's be honest. I'm not here to say that i'm holier than thou i'm not oh, no, saying i'm a perfect not. human yes and i i'm not even gonna front i do comment some shady shit on blog accounts <laughs> and i'll be like this shit. is. But i'm not gonna go ahead and say that these things that she has said like you exactly. need to come to a point where you need to just learn from your mistakes and learn yes. that some of the things you say shouldn't be said and
1: exactly like I yes we yeah. understand you mouth off because the person's coming at you but your mouth you need to take a step back, bitch. And maybe like your husband did fucking reflect. Maybe take a piece of note, like take a page out of your husband's book and fucking realize that you can't speak to people like that.
0: Okay. We had to take a short break. We we're having some difficulties, but um, I'm sorry. I don't know where we were at. Moving on, Chris, then, you know, he keeps bringing up the rumor and the whole plot or plotation, mm-hmm. as Candace said it best, <laughs> And you can tell Andy is frustrated. He's like, we've already talked about this for hours. Like, we need to put it mm-hmm. to bed. And he's like, OK, let me just say this. He goes around the room and he asks them, Candace, did you bring up the rumor on the show? And she says, no, Robin, did you do the same? She says, no, Giselle, did you bring up the rumor on the show? And what does she say? She takes you know, a quick second and she says, don't fucking talk to me. And at that point, I wanted to say, congrats, Chris, you won the fight. She mm-hmm. clearly is a clown. She could have easily said, no, I didn't. But because of what we're later going to see, she did, in fact, bring it to the show. And at that point, word of advice, when someone starts cursing at you in an argument, you know you've won. And from that point on, just walk away and be the bigger person. (laughs) So after that, they show us a never-before-seen clip where Giselle went over to Monique. You know that before they went on the trip to Monique's Lake House? Yeah. They show us that she gets there. She's like, hey, guys, whatever, whatever. And chris is just this could be seen as bitchy smart strategic whomever you know however you see it but he goes oh is this the first time you're seeing my baby she's like yeah i've never seen him before and he's like well who does he look like does he look his daddy you could tell she was shaking in her boots she was like yeah. um yeah yeah who else would he look like who, who, who else would he look like who else would he look like what are your thoughts on this whole yeah. situation like how do you view her now that you find out that this is talked about
1: And now that I find out that it was talked about, and yeah, when they aired that whole segment where she was like, well, I thought they they were going to be talking about it. Um, I was like, no, I think you thought you were going to be seen as like fun and messy. Like, oh, she's so messy. But (laughs) it seems very calculated. I don't know how she can come back from this. I think the fact that Monique's not returning will help her a little bit. But I hope she's learned her lesson that she can't be plotting preseason to figure out who she's going to bring down. Because it's like, girl, people like you enough already, but now people don't like you because you had to ice out their homegirl, Monique. And you had to bring that disgusting rumor onto the show. It's like, mm, I I hope she can come back from this. But it was very calculated, we'll see, and we'll it was see. very funny that Chris. I thought it was funny. I thought it was petty. I was like, "Guess, Chris. I mean, you're not gonna get a champagne glass, but I love that." <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, a wise woman once said, "You never can win when you play dirty." You know, that was spoken by <laughs> Nini Leaks herself. um Which have you heard the whole drama with her trying to boycott oh, Bravo? Gosh. That's the whole situation we won't get into. But people um, were like, "Is Monique gonna join her now?" And I was oop. like, "No, I don't think." Um, I was like, "Yeah, I just feel like you need to." let things play out authentically no Mm preseason. no drama no like you need to let it happen authentically because that's when you know we get magic reality tv gold whenever you Mm -hmm. plot things out it's never gonna go in your favor karma Mm -hmm. is a bitch and we'll see that we'll see that exhibit
1: a your homegirl you guys share mr chocolate together phaedra it did not work out for her it's not gonna work out for you
0: jesus i
1: think um really quick before you move on i felt bad for chris samuels like it's obvious that like the rumor was weighing down on him like he didn't give a fuck what they were going to be talking about it it's obvious like he all he wanted to do was talk about the rumor but i also understood where andy was coming from where he was like look we already talked about this if i knew you wanted to talk about this i would have brought you out earlier <laughs> like yeah it was kind of like a,
0: it was it was tricky because obviously they bring on the husbands you know to the show to the stage to obviously support their wife because you know that's yeah. their significant other and that's their job mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like they always say as viewers and you know as the housewives would say men shouldn't get involved in the women's drama don't talk mm-hmm. to me don't fight with me but at the same time this man's name his reputation was dragged through the mud the entire season exactly. and you're not gonna you know talk all that shit and then yeah. expect him to be here and sit pretty. Like, it's, it's not okay.
1: I think he should have brought him out early, like when they were going to talk about it. I think it would have been fine if Chris had come out earlier so that he could have been able, so him and Monique could have been able to, like, get the fucking tea earlier and air out all of Giselle's messiness earlier.
0: Yeah, because like it was kind of annoying for Andy to be like, well, we already talked about it, so I'm tired of it. It's like, okay, sweetie, yeah. you talked about it, bitch, but not me.
1: But he hasn't. I was like, yeah, Andy, you got closure, but homeboy over here did not get closure. I think that's all he wants. And it just felt bad because everybody was like, trying to make jokes or something and he was just like no nobody's joking right now until i get closure i would
0: be the same way let's be honest (laughs) exactly after after that we get into brahmin and i'm just gonna speed through this so she got proposed nobody cares she's building a house nobody cares she's doing great with her hats nobody cares she needs to worry about her tax problems paying her taxes and stop being a fucking hypocrite like you don't come for carrying her taxes you know karma's a bitch i said i want to say it again karma is a bitch worry about your taxes she went ahead and said you know, I put the taxes in a folder and I forgot about them. Sweetie,
1: Maybe. nobody
0: forgets about their taxes.
1: Exactly. I, mean, I was like, I mean, I wish I was that rich, but I forgot about my taxes where I was just like, oh, my taxes. Um, You just told me everything that I needed to know because I skipped over her entire part. I'm sorry. Like, I love Robin. I think she's like fun and all, but. I just couldn't watch her part. I was like, I don't really give a fuck. I don't really care.
0: You didn't miss out on much. So after that, Andy kind of grills Ashley and she's like, I wish Michael was here, but you know, he's not. But um, so you have to answer for him. What was the whole situation with Michael feeling like, you know, this marriage, this proposal wasn't going to happen? happen? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, you know what? He didn't really tell me anything. He just said that he felt like Juan and Robin were comfortable in their position that they're at, their situation that he felt like there wasn't going to be a proposal and they were kind of bitter about it. They're like, no, he needs to stop being shady. Like, if you have something to yeah. say, you should say it. Um, I can see both of their perspectives. Like, it is what it is. Moving on, you know, they talk some shit. Chris decides to get up and take a break. He says, I don't play checkers. I play chess. You know, we we love the reads. Like, we love when the husbands get involved and they give their two cents and then they try, they try to throw shade. It's just, it's cringy, but it's funny to me. I don't know. It's a mess. Um, After that, can't, I find it so ironic that Candace, you know, she's like Candace is a fucking chihuahua. She loves to pop <laughs> out, pop off at the mouth. And as soon as Chris got up and left, she's like, this is too much. This is just he's doing too much. Team too much. Like screaming at the top of her lungs. And I was it's just like, screaming at the television. Not and like, bothered. <laughs> I wanted to be like, bitch, you did this two seconds ago. You got up and you said you needed a break with your folded napkin. Have an ass. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> After that, Karen, you know, we talked about the we talked about this situation in a in an earlier episode where Karen made a comment when she was like, Ask the couch, ask the coach, ask the Dutch, <laughs> where we couldn't figure out what the fuck she was saying. Well, Andy was like, You made a comment earlier this season talking about how Robin needs to be concerned about what wants is when he's drunk, when he's drinking. And then ask her about it. She's like, you know what? She gives her a pageant answer. And she's like, we've dragged each other's families so much already. I don't need to do that. It's because she didn't have any (laughs) tea. She did not have any tea. She didn't have any shade, any fat. She didn't.
1: And she was was like, I didn't think anyone was going to ask me. I didn't think anyone was going to ask me. so. So now she's like, I think we've just been through so much. And Robin was just like see if i was robin i would like robin needs to be quick with her reads because she could have been like no it's because you have absolutely nothing to say so probably like yeah. shut the fuck up
0: this is where you know again <laughs> i mean i say with all arrogance there's something about me that was made for reality tv if anyone knows me or has met me or even interacted in quick, with me
1: even
0: knows that. that i'm witty and i'm quick yeah. on my feet and you're right robin should have taken that as, as opportunity. an opportunity to been like bitch shut your mouth you ain't got shit on me
1: we should definitely coach her. Ask the coach. Ask
0: the coach. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what she was trying to say. Ask the coach. She needs to, she needs to ask us. But um, <laughs> Moving on with the episode, Chris Bassett says that he doesn't like when Michael disrespects women, and that's why mm-hmm. he got, you know, got up in arms when he came at him sideways and he started pushing him back. Um, Chris also says that it wasn't right for Michael to tell him about Candice, and he should have pulled him aside at a separate time, which I can agree with. I... I do get his perspective, like rightfully so. If he feels like, like young man or in this situation, old man, you've had drinks, <laughs> several shots, yes. and you're not gonna come at me and tell. him Like my wife is not an animal; no one needs to control her. So I get that perspective. Yeah. I get that point of view. It was the whole mess. You already know how I feel. Don't put your hands on other people. Yeah, it's something else.
1: I think honestly, Michael. Michael's disgusting. I hate him. You know that. But I feel like if it wasn't that little shade, because he's shady and he's weird, I don't know. There's certain things that he did that night that they got, that Robin and Juan got engaged that I was just like, what is your, what was your catalyst behind? Like, what was your reason? What what was your trigger? Because you are obviously up in arms about something. Candace isn't, like to me, it was like, Candace isn't even yelling at Ashley for you to be involved like that. Candace was yelling at Karen. So why are you coming over to Chris to say handle your wife if you had not had drinks if you were not for some fucking reason upset that Juan was engaged to Robin again I don't think you would have said anything um because there really there really was no reason for you to say anything because she wasn't yelling at your wife I understand if she would have been yelling at your wife and you wanted to seem like a great terrific husband even though you aren't and you went to chris and said something i would have understood that but she wasn't yelling at ashley like there was no reason for you to get involved you just you just want a champagne glass is what you want but you're not gonna get one
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a lot. Um, I'll end it by saying I love Ashley and I support Ashley. Moving on, Robin makes it a point to thank Chris in front of everyone and be like, thank you for calling me, apologizing because, you know, it was messy, but I appreciate your apology. Again, this is not sincere. This is just a jab at Ashley, which Ashley didn't seem fazed by. It. She's like, bitch, I'm not going to give you one. He's not going to give you one. It is what it is. Chris Bassett says that Candace is not the same woman he married that he sees the woman he married in glimpse here and there, and it's just become too much. And he wants her to go back to her normal self. And it's like, like, are you reaching for a storyline as well? Like, I know that mental health is not something to joke around about. And Mm -hmm. I continue to say, I'm not supposed to, I'm not here to tell her how she should feel, but it's like Candace, if you see that your, your husband feels like your relationship is, is not fully there. Like try to seek some help. He's telling you his wife is not there. And, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Exactly. At this point, it's like, girl, it's time for you to heal. She's apologized. We've said this already. Time for you to move on so that, I don't know, you say you want to be a mom. Focus on that. Heal so that you can give all your love to your child. Have a great life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could have said it better myself ray basically says he kind of just throws it out there this is random ray, he, ray was, was
1: like, trying to secure the check he was trying he
0: to was like um a storyline for season six i got you karen ray says that they're gonna renew their vows and karen just starts ugly crying she's like
1: oh, she was God. taking aback,
0: back like trembling and she was taking it back like you said and, I I guess it was kind of sweet for her you know I felt happy for like Ray basically dragged her minutes ago being like (laughs) I didn't want to be open about me not loving her but now I'm gonna you know renew our vows but you know I love love I'm happy for them after that Chris Samuels thanks his wife for having his back and being the strong woman that she is um, of course, we hear in the background Giselle's talking shit. She's like, "Oh god, the fake oh tears." Gosh. Oh god, you could tell there was like two people clapping, Andy and maybe Ashley. Like it was, it was <laughs> like a, it was like a sad moment because like I get it, he's trying to like show his love towards his wife Monique but at the same time like 90% of that stage but after he just
1: yelled at all of them I don't after he like threatened all of them I don't think they're gonna be clapping yeah
0: they're not gonna be too uh (laughs) not
1: even Karen clapped not even Karen I heard like one or
0: two people clap. yeah it was it was something and
1: he was like yes that's so cute
0: it was like a dead moment (laughs)
1: it's embarrassing
0: um... after that you know after showing like this is again we're things could be seen as insincere because he Mm -hmm. thanks his wife for having his back he says he loves her so much but before he goes he wants to make sure that he wants to address Giselle and he says you know I know you were the main leader of this plot it is what it is I forgive you I'm releasing you (laughs) hurt people hurt people go get some help and then he storms off I just I at that point (laughs) I wanted to stand up and start clapping I said we just found our new seventh housewife Monique you can go Chris you're Where's your champagne glass? Because he was coming with the reads. Like, am I am I crazy? What did you think of that moment when and you said? So
1: funny. I was people like, hurt people." Okay, well, Chris. I was like, "Chris, where have you been these past four? See, like these past fucking what four seasons that you guys have been on the show? Five seasons that you guys have been on the show? Yeah, four four seasons. I'm like, um, Chris, where have you been? Hello, like, you always acted uninterested. You always asked acted nonchalant, but um like now all of a sudden you're coming in quick like chris you're giving me you're giving me like some. you're making me feel some type of way right now Uh,
0: anyways moving on before that gets too raunchy um so they basically go around (laughs) the circle the husbands have left and they're just kind of wrapping up their season with their final thoughts wendy says she's learned that the way she acts could be seen as basically negative but she and correct me if I'm wrong, she essentially blames it on her background. And I'm sorry, I was talking to my siblings about this and mm-hmm. I guess it it varies with, you know, your culture and your background, but for example, I know education specifically to my family who are immigrants yeah. is very important. They want to they want us to succeed and they want us to be yeah, well off, but it was almost in a way like she was blame like it's like no sweet so you, you look down it. at people you talk down at people yeah. using your education as a weapon like you can't it was just a shit show i don't know am i wrong
1: no yeah i was i liked what she had to say but now that you're bringing it up it was very like like inauthentic of her like i was kind of like i saw it like i'm
0: sorry i think i'm better than you it's just because of my background Us <laughs> i'm Nigerians sorry that i'm so popular
1: that i can't exactly. help it
0: <laughs> exactly i can't help it that i'm popular whatever that saying is <laughs> i'm sorry that people are so jealous of me but i can't help it that i it's like <laughs> yes. sweetie, this is your first season backup after that robin says that her journey is full circle and she's happy with life great for her nobody cares <laughs> ashley says that she is proud of who she is who you know the woman she's become and she says that she's the happiest she's ever been which i just i love seeing ashley happy
1: i know and i felt i'm excited for, happy for her
0: baby number two after that, Giselle says that Jamal loves her. And she even compares oh, her gosh. relationship to Ashley. And she says, just like Ashley, <laughs> I too can relate to her relationship. Like only we know what it is and it is what it is. And it's like, <laughs> I can guarantee you we will never see Jamal standing behind you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. We'll never see him again on Potomac. I'll, I'm going right. to tell you that right now. Um, sorry, when she said that about Ashley, when she compared herself, I was like, okay, so you're basically saying both of your relationships are fake and fraudulent.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I mean, people could have seen it that way. After that, Monique <laughs> says that she's super proud. Again, like Ashley, she's grown so much and she's good. She's content with life currently. Candace goes on a spiel. I wrote that she's reminded why she's on the show. It's because of sisterhood, which ironically enough, the girl who got her ass beat feels sisterhood, but I digress. <laughs> and last but not least, Karen ends with happiness. She says, I'm super happy. I want happiness for all of them. And then she kind of focuses on Giselle. She's like, more than anything, I want you to be happy, which was a read. Like we can tell she's throwing shade. She's saying, bitch, find a real <laughs> husband because what you have right now ain't real. It was just something else. <laughs>
1: They're messy. I can't
0: with them. <sighs> In the final scene, we see them slither out of the room, and with that, that wraps up season five of the Real Housewives of Potomac. We have been on a journey, a roller coaster of emotions. Yes. I want to end end this portion <laughs> with thanking um, Monique Samuels. You know, you've given us some great moments. I'm devastated that she's no longer going to be part of the show. Hopefully, we'll get like a cameo, but knowing her. And knowing the things she's had to endure, I don't see her coming back to our screens. Um, what are your final thoughts on the season, on Monique's departure?
1: It was a long season. Am I happy that it's over? Yes. absolutely. Because social media is a shit show after Potomac. And it's kind of like, everybody breathe. It's just a reality show. <laughs> um, but I'm... I'm sad that Monique is leaving. Am I happy that she's leaving on her own and not because Bravo was like, we're not going to give you your contract. Yes, I'm happy she's leaving on her own. She made that decision. I told you maybe she's going to pull a Kim Zolciak. Maybe she had a little side deal with Bravo. Maybe she's going to have her own little reality show. Um, do I see her coming back? Only if Candace or Giselle are not on the show. Like if we ever lose Candace or we ever lose Giselle, I can see Monique coming back. What about you? Or no? Yeah, or no, I
0: also? I don't know. I'm hopeful, but I'm I'm not, I'm not counting on it. Like I don't expect to see Monique ever again on Real House of the Potomac. It's just I unle- just knew. I don't know, this- and also like I don't see Monique and Giselle or Monique and Candace making ever amends. Making. Exactly. Like, no, I don't. See they that. couldn't do it while they were you know on the show it's going to be be even harder for them to do it in real life.
1: Exactly. I think, I think it was obvious after this reunion with her husband, I was like, if she, and especially because we found out contracts had gone out and we knew she got one. It's like, if she doesn't come back or if she chooses not to come back, it's not because she's scared of the ladies. It's probably because Chris, even though he was coming in quick with the reads this, this year, he's always seemed uninterested or is that just like
0: he's no, always yeah, seemed he... uninterested or he
1: never really seemed like he was a fan of you know really being there I think he just he was like oh yeah like just like she views it as a little check to him it was probably like a little hobby for her like yeah, yeah, yeah go have fun. also
0: like it, it's it's weird how do I put it like I feel like some husbands like they're supportive and there's other husbands who are involved like Michael mm-hmm. like it's it's one thing to be supportive and you know film scenes with them, but it's another to be really invested and you know yeah. to pop off at every chance you get. and, and he was like, very
1: much the first one.
0: Yeah, he was like, you know what? it is what it is. I'm happy for you, but at this point you're you're bringing me involved you' you're, you're involving me in the drama, yeah you're making you tarnishing my name and tarnishing my child essentially. Yeah. so I guess it just became too much for them. and mm-hmm. like I said, like you said, I'm happy for them, you know, I wish nothing but positive and Love and happiness. for them love and light and yeah like i said earlier that wraps up real houses of potomac season five allegedly they start filming in january for real houses of uh, Potomac season six <laughs> i don't know where the storylines are going to come from um to candace um i hope you you get well i hope you have a storyline for next year now that monique is gone i don't know what you're going to talk about i don't know i don't know i just don't know
1: hurt people hurt people get some help get
0: some help <laughs> um, i yeah
1: no, keep going. Sorry.
0: No, that was it. I don't.
1: Oh no. I hope they're able to find a replacement. I saw a tweet that said Potomac and I completely understand. I completely agree. Potomac is not a winter show. I don't want them filming in winter. I want them <laughs> filming in summer. Someone said Corona lights are not a winter. Oh. Are not a winter drink. We don't want to see Ashley. And I don't want to see Ashley pregnant on the show. No offense. I want to see her have the baby already. I want to see her birth the second baby Seriously,
0: because if we think about it she's probably how many months is she do you happen to know i don't, I don't
1: no, know and i was gonna ask you actually when does she do but is,
0: is she gonna be like is still she's is she gonna give birth on the show or like their time then that, film is she that gonna, means she's
1: not gonna be able to go on the cast trip if it goes later and she's in her third trimester. No. so i don't like that they're filming in january so i'm not gonna be one of those fans it's like i'm already setting my sights my hopes low for season six But I am hoping that they're able to, like, give us a little something, especially because COVID is getting a lot worse. So I don't even see them being able to do a lot like they're supposed to. But who knows? I wish they would slow down production enough time to find a replacement for Monique if they wanted a seventh housewife. If they're just going to do it with the six, they better have some sort of surprise in the mix. Hire us, bravo, because it seems like we really know what <laughs> we're talking about. So,
0: <laughs> Exactly. Hire us, Andy, even though I talked all this shit about you. Um, yeah, I'm super excited what the future holds. Let's just kind of, <laughs> before we sign off, let's just wrap up 2020, because like I said before, this is our last episode. <laughs> 2020 has been something else. And... I'm super excited about what the future holds. You know, hopefully, you know, we get more listeners. I I love doing this. I love talking to you. I love talking about reality TV. I love doing this. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying this.
1: You're making me cry like a little bit. No, I'm just <laughs> um.
0: You're glitching. Okay, go no,
1: yeah. I feel like I always get this I know I got the little notification that said unstable internet. I'm like, mind your business. It's raining outside. Okay. Um, Yeah. I always get a little bit like a bittersweet feeling around this time. I'm always like really hopeful. And then by the time my birthday rolls around, I'm like, fuck this year. But, (laughs) um, but I'm really, yeah. Even though I'm not like you, I'm not, I know COVID isn't going to hang up her keys January 1st. (laughs) She's not going to, she's not going to clock out but am <laughs> hoping in
0: overtime.
1: I'm hoping in 2021, you know, humanity gets a bit of common sense. I'm hoping for bigger and better things for the both of us. Um yeah, this year has been fun. I think this is a highlight of my year starting this with you. Um talking to you. I feel like I like you said it in the first episode. I feel like you're going to be in my life forever. No matter even if this podcast ends in like a hundred years, I feel like you're still gonna be in my life. Like even though we weren't like close, close before the podcast, it was like I was always like Luis, Luis, Luis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm telling you guys so, you guys will see us on tv one day we will have our own show but um I, like it like she said i i really enjoy this time with you talking to you and i'm super excited what the future holds not to put you on the spot but now that we're losing potomac i was wondering if you wanted to branch out and talk about another <laughs> one of my favorite reality tv shows rupaul's drag race i don't know if you've seen any commercials or not but there's a new season, Drew, okay. RuPaul's Drag Race season 13, airing New Year's Day, I believe. And I was wondering, maybe we should branch out and talk about reca- do recaps on that show because okay, people yes. love that show. And I don't know if that was something you wanted to do.
1: Okay, yes. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. The I only know RuPaul's Drag Race. I can't even speak. Um, I only know about RuPaul's Drag Race through social media. I do know certain pop culture moments from there that have happened. People are like, I know everybody loved Valentina, whoever that is, you know? <laughs> so I think it would be nice to recap it and I'll watch it with you because I'm going to be like an outsider. So I, I'm totally up to that. And I'll read yeah. up on all my, all my RuPaul tea. Don't all worry. your, all your tea. I'll make, tea, sure. All, all the I'll make logo, sure to read up is... on it. Yes. I'll make I sure think, to um, um... recap myself before we recap. <laughs>
0: Like we said, this is uh everything is on the spur of a moment kind of thing. We don't really plan everything out, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but um (laughs) we don't know what the future holds for this podcast. Like we said, we could talk about other shows, talk about other things, and hopefully 2021 will be our year. T. Not only us, but you guys listening because we appreciate the support. Every listen counts.
1: Snaps. Snaps. Any
0: final words before we we head off into the sunset of twenty twenty one or twenty twenty, I guess.
1: (laughs) Just happy new year um be safe wear your mask and don't go out and party on the 31st okay stay at home drink tequila at home do that okay so that in 2021 lisa's wish can come true
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly get tested for covid get tested for other things you know stay indoors have a good new year's and side note this episode will be airing on december 30th which is my first (laughs) day So my Instagram is King Lewis, as I say all the time. It's K I N G G L O U I S. So if you guys want to send some send some nudes, um, send some money, send something, send um, his Venmo, his,
1: his Cash App, his yeah, Zelle.
0: Um, my Zelle. You guys can um, <laughs> I'll give you my numbers. You can text me all that good information. But um, yeah, here's to being 24. I'm finally 20. 20- I'm gonna love be 24.
1: That. Yes, you're almost. A quarter of a century old.
0: I'm a child. I'm a child.
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, you kind of are, but it's okay. Everybody oh. is. Oh no. oh no.
0: I'm kidding.
1: I'm kidding. 24? You're like literally almost old enough to be on the Housewives. So I think you should find yourself a wife quickly, <laughs> make money out of that, so that you could be on Orange County, maybe. Okay. Love that. With all the other
0: racist white in it. With all the but other um. White. I think that wraps up this episode.
1: That's it. Happy birthday, Luis. Happy New Year, Luis. Happy New Year, Luis's family. That's it.
0: That's <laughs> it. We love you guys. Thank you guys so much. We can't thank you enough for tuning in to No BS with your host, Luis and Daniela. And we'll see you guys in the new year. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we've did 20 episodes and we've only gotten it like on point once i love that for us Uh, that's our
1: quirk exactly
0: see you guys next time bye